Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Rich Eisen. He is one of the all-time... Rich Eisen. Absolute frigging greats. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I don't see no competition. With guest host Ben Lyons. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Hey, Rich. Huge fan. Love your show. Listen to it every day. Thanks, brother. The Rich Eisen Show. And now, sitting in for Rich... Here's Ben Lyons. Hey, it's great to be with you on a Monday, hour number three. The show rolls on. Ben Lyons in for Rich, the Rich Eisen Show, coming to you live from the Rich Eisen Studios in beautiful, sunny Southern California. This past weekend, I was in New York, and I had the privilege of heading out to a great basketball tournament called Hoops in the Sun. Great street ball tournament out in Orchard Beach, out in the Bronx, right on the water. Got to see Anthony Mason's son, the late, great Anthony Mason. Got to see his son, Antoine, put on a show. Just great street ball atmosphere out in the park. And shouts out to Randy Cruz and the whole team at Hoops in the Sun for putting it together. And it had me thinking, who else in my life would love an atmosphere like this? Who else just loves summertime basketball, pickup basketball in the park, great tournaments, pro-ams? Who else loves sports like this the way that I do with Wimbledon going on and the Euro final and the NBA finals and the all-star break. I'm like, who else in my life just really has this passion for sports at my level? And I can only think of one man and he's kind enough to join the show right now. He's a two-time NBA champ, the legend himself, Michael Thompson. You must be on sports overload right now. How you doing, my friend? I'm talking to one of the four great bands in history, Ben Franklin, Ben Cartwright from Bonanza, big Ben, the, the big bell in London. And of course, Ben Lyon. I can't get life. Life has come full circle. That and 275 sadly gets you on the subway in New York, Mike. I appreciate the compliment. Yeah, um, yeah but as far as uh, sports, yeah, you're right, buddy. Over the weekend, we had a lot of good sports to enjoy. The NBA Finals uh, Game 3 didn't turn out to be much of a game, but, but uh, the Euro Championships, Copa America, the, the Conor McGregor uh, debacle, so a lot of fun stuff to take, uh, to take in over the weekend. I know. You must have been going nuts. You had your champagne and your nuts and your couch, and you're just watching it all and going crazy. So the fact you're taking some time out today with us, we really appreciate it. And let's start you know, with those. I don't know about you. It's a lot of fun. You know, you know, the most exciting thing in sports is for me. What's that? And you might, you might think a lot of people think I'm, you know, it's a joke and it's not for real. I love it when nations play against each other in soccer because we know what's at stake and how much it uh, means to those countries. And then it comes down to the shootout goals to settle it. I love that. There's nothing more suspenseful in sports than that. It's so interesting to hear you say that. I wanted to start with the NBA Finals, but let's switch gears for a second. A lot of soccer purists, a lot of footballers around the globe, 
they have problems with the shootout format. They don't think it's a fair representation of who really won the game, but it sounds like you're a fan of penalty kicks. Oh, I love it, man. It is so suspenseful. You know that this guy better not miss or else he might not have a country to go home to if his missed goal or his failed uh, shootout attempt uh, doesn't get them a goal, and that's the reason why they lost. That's happened to some other guy, uh, soccer histor- uh, uh, legends throughout the past. So, yeah, to me, yeah, I know you could, the game can go on and on. Maybe they, they don't want to have to shoot out after each minute. When you get to the 120-minute mark, after each minute, start taking players off the field one at a time. So, eventually, you're left with three-on-three three out there to, to guarantee a goal. Because otherwise, <laughs> the games might go on for two days like a cricket game if you, nobody scores. Right. You can't have them just play until they drop dead. You can't do that. You can't have right. them out there. You got to figure it out somehow. But a crazy finish in the Euro Cup. My sister lives in Brooklyn in a real Italian neighborhood. She said people were setting off fireworks, driving oh, yeah. around in trucks with the flags going, and uh, just yeah. a, an incredible moment, obviously, for Italy. But let's get back, Michael Thompson, to the NBA Finals. As someone who has played in the NBA Finals, you said last night was disappointing. However, we got to see greatness unfold with the performance of Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, the idea of greatness and, and, and achieving at the highest level, when you see the show that Giannis is putting on, with the hyper-extended knee, by the way, where does that rank in terms of all-time great NBA performances? Oh, he's fine. The hyper-extended knee, I've done that. Just about anybody who's played basketball, a lot of guys have done that. It takes 10 days to recover from that, so it's scary when it happens. You hope that's all it is when you hyperextend it that way. You didn't tear or, or stretch anything out. But uh, I knew he was going to take about 10 days off and come back at 100%. So seeing what he's doing, getting back, scoring 40 points and, and uh, back-to-back games, doesn't surprise me because that's the kind of injury, once you give the proper rest, you come back at full strength. But still, an impressive performance. And uh, the Suns have got to do some got to figure out some kind of way to build that wall to keep him from getting to the basket. You've got to keep – uh, Giannis out of the paint. Easy for me to sit to say here, sitting on the phone to say that, but they got to figure out a way to keep him on the perimeter. Michael Thompson joining the show. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen show. And honestly, Michael, you say it's easy for you to say, but I think back to when you were playing in the league, like you're exactly what Phoenix needs. When DeAndre Ayton went down with the foul trouble, I said, oh no, it's a wrap. We can't get 20 minutes of Frank the Tank in the NBA Finals. And they throw yeah. Crowder on him and they even try and put Booker on him at a time or Bridges or they just don't have any other answer for him besides Ayton. So, you know, I know he's a Bahamian and you love him, but how important is DeAndre to this Phoenix Suns team moving forward the rest of the series? You know, a lot of people count him as the third best player on their roster, but he might be there. The main reason why they went, because like you said, he can defend the paint. He can give them that inside scoring to balance out Chris Paul and Cam Johnson and Devin Booker's outside shooting. So, yeah, I mean, when DeAndre got in foul trouble like that yesterday, that changed everything for Phoenix. And Monty Williams had to start uh, sort of sort of coaching by Braille because he didn't have any answers when, without a DeAndre uh, Ayton out there. So, yeah, he is vital. He has to stay out of foul trouble. So DeAndre's got to be smarter. You know, if you have to – you know, I always tell this to any, any player that's so important to his team – if you have to concede points in the first half, do it because we need you in the game. Sitting over on the bench because you picked up three quick fouls doesn't help your team. Who cares if guys score on you in the first quarter? Because we're going to need you in that third and fourth quarter to be out there. It's so true, Michael. You know, he doesn't have the star profile yet of a, of a, of a truly elite player. He's earning it. He's getting there. So him going out in the second half and only playing 24 minutes. I mean, he came out of the gate with a quick 16 last night, and Phoenix had a lead in the first half. He comes out of the game, doesn't have an impact in the second half. Giannis goes crazy, and that's the game. So you're right. He might be the most important player for Phoenix in this series moving forward. 
Yeah, because he, he's got to play 40, 42 minutes a game. And uh, he defends the rim. He can run the floor. He puts that interior pr- pr- pressure on the Bucks. He might even pick up some fouls on Giannis by going to the basket. So without him on the floor, they have no threat in the paint. And Milwaukee can really relax and just worry about the outside game for Phoenix. So DeAndre, from now on, do not, I would tell him, if I'm sitting on that bench, if I'm Mark Bryan or one of his assistant coaches, I don't care what happens. You, you better only have one foul going into halftime. Michael, I, uh, I I love talking basketball with you because you've been around some of the great players of all time, both as a player and as a father. And the other side of the coin when it comes to greatness is the bounce back game. When a great player goes out there and plays well, we challenge them and say, hey, do it again. When a great player goes out there and has a dud, we really challenge them to go out there and do it again. What do you make of Devin, Devin Booker's finals so far? And what do you expect from him for game four? He's been playing well. He had an off game yesterday. That happens. We've all seen the great ones have off games. So that's going to that's happen from time to time. Even LeBron's had an off game in the finals. But I expect Devin to bounce back strong in game four and probably have one of his great shooting games, like a 12, 14 for 18 type shooting. Because scorers like him, shooters like him, always scare me because when they do have an off night, you know they're going to come back and try to make up for it. So that's going to be key for Phoenix, how he responds. And I expect him to respond in a big way and get 30-plus points on on very efficient shooting. Michael Thompson joining the show, two-time NBA champ. Ben Lyons here filling in for Rich Eisen. And, Michael, I was so happy to see Giannis just out there playing at the start of this series because the hyperextended knee could have been much worse. And sadly, too often, injuries have defined the NBA Finals. I think of your son, Clay, in 2019. I think of my own Knicks with Willis Reed or, you know, Patrick Ewing missing 99. And then I think back to the NBA Finals you play with the L.A. Lakers in 1991. How did injuries impact that? And do you think the series would have been different? Oh, no question about it. I, I argue that to my, till I go to my grave. If we didn't, uh, we wouldn't, uh, don't forget, 89 when we lost Magic Johnson and Byron Scott. The injuries and they didn't really play in the finals and we had to go against isaiah thomas and joe dumars without our starting backcourt we had no chance to beat that pitch. yeah but that was karma hold on michael that's a challenge flag that was karma for isaiah rolling his ankle in 88 oh yeah isaiah basically he was hurt he wasn't injured because he got 29 on us or 25 was in that quarter so you can play hurt but you can't play injured so he was definitely sore had a bad ankle clay played on the bad ankle too against the uh the against the cavaliers and one on a very sore ankle so guys have done that but when you're injured and you can't play, that means you're out. But, yeah, injuries are part of it, and they're usually the healthiest team, even though both teams are really good because they, obviously they won't be in the finals, but the healthiest team's usually going to win. So who can stay the healthiest or most blessed team through health, good health, is probably going to end up winning. We've seen that throughout the years, and there's nothing you can do about it. So we can decry those type of things happening, but there's nothing you can do about it because you just got to go out there and play and hope that no one gets hurt availability is a skill set that should be valued alongside outside shooting, rebounding, ball handling, just to be available. In the game of life, it is really an undervalued asset, I think. That's what makes what LeBron has accomplished an amazing 10 finals, and he never got hurt in those finals. It shows you how durable it was. Same thing for Jordan. Six finals, never got hurt, never had to worry about it, or never had to, to deal with that. This just shows you their durability and their toughness. So they were very blessed to be able to survive all those finals appearances. Without, and Bill Russell, of course, 70 games in the finals, he never got hurt. So some guys are just very blessed when it comes to a good health. You know, and something that is giving me a lot of comfort this summer, Michael Thompson, is on Instagram. I'm seeing these videos of your son, Clay, out on the water. He seems to really be enjoying the bay. 
He's out there kayaking. He's on the boat. He, I think he took James Wiseman out on the boat last week. I saw. Um, talk to talk to me about your son, like the the, the the nautical Clay Thompson. Have you had a chance to go out on the boat yet in the bay? He's like me, man. I'm like the same way. I love the ocean. Of course, of course, growing up in the Bahamas, you can't help but love the ocean. I love boats. I always wanted to own a, my own boat in the Bahamas. And Clay has that same love uh, and affinity for the water, for the ocean, like I, for fishing. He just that, that's where he finds uh, his, his, his the most peace. That's where he can relax the most, being out in the water, going fishing or going spear fishing. So I don't, I, I'm envious of him, and I don't blame him, man. That is so much fun to be out in the water like that, just to get away from basketball and everything else, clear your head, and just appreciate your life and realize how blessed you are. He just loves doing that. That's his escape, and I don't blame him. I, I'm the same way when I go to the Bahamas. I love it. I see him kayaking to practice or kayaking to the games. Um, it's really great. And it also lets me know that he's on the road to recovery and he's feeling healthy and he's feeling good. So how's, how's the summer been for him? And when are we going to see him back out on the court? His rehab's going good. He's been keeping everybody up to date through his Instagram and uh, letting everybody know how his uh, rehab's going, how he's feeling good. So we don't know. It's up to the Warriors and him and the rehab, of course. They'll let us know once the, everybody gets to camp when he'll be out on the court again. So we can all speculate, but we just got to wait and see until how he feels in the fall. There's this sleeping giant up in the bay that is ready to just wake up and wreak havoc on the Western Conference. I feel like the Warriors, when your son comes back and something tells me Bob Myers and the crew, they're going to make some moves this summer. They got the draft picks. There's a lot percolating up in the bay which, you know, with the Phoenix Suns uh, going on this run and Jamal Murray coming back and what happens with Dames, a lot of questions in the Western Conference. How do your Lakers react to all of this? Western Conference is wide open, man. Lakers still have Anthony Davis and LeBron James, two of the top five players in the game. But with the improvement of the Clippers getting to the West Finals, uh, like you say, Denver's going to have Murray back hopefully sometime next season. And um, like now Phoenix is risen to another level. They probably, I believe, are going to be the defending NBA champions. And imagine how that's going to elevate those guys' uh, psyche and confidence. So the West is going to be uh, it's going to be hell next year with the Sacramento's even going to be improved. Everybody is going to be – Memphis is going to be good. Uh, so it's going to be uh, tough uh, to get out of the West next year. You better stay healthy because that's what it's going to take. Michael, who's the greatest tennis player of all time? You know, that's a great question. My choice was always – Roger Federer, and I really believe now I have to I have to face facts and concede that uh, it's going to be Novak Djokovic by the time it's all said and done. He's 34. Um, Nadal's 36. Federer's going to be 40. And as fit and as good and as great as Djokovic is, I think he's going to end up with 25 majors by the time he's done. So right now, as we sit here and speak, I believe it's Djokovic. I think he has supplanted Federer as the greatest ever because of his all-around game. He can do it all on every surface. I know Nadal's won like 25 uh, the French Opens or whatever. He's the clay court master. He's the greatest clay court player ever. Nobody will ever surpass him on clay, I don't believe. Maybe your grandson will or your granddaughter will But and by the time they're our age. But I don't see anybody supplanting uh, Nadal as the greatest clay court player. But all-around player? I really believe now it's uh, Novak Djokovic after this 20th uh, title yesterday, 20th major, and he's not done. I think he's going to win several more. Wow, Michael Thompson, my jaw is on the floor because I know not only are you a Federer fan, but I, I, is it safe to say you have a giant man crush on Roger Federer? Oh, yeah, he's my, he's my fourth son. He's my Swiss son. I mean, uh, no question. I'm old enough to be his dad, so if I had another son and wanted to be Roger Federer, I'm a Federer freak. And for me to admit that someone's better than him really hurts. 
And I never thought I would say that. Even though he lost, uh, he lost the rivalry as far as uh, one loss record to Nadal, I always thought Federer had a better all-around game sure. than Nadal. Than but Djokovic seems to have it on baseline. He can serve in volley. He can serve. He can uh, defend. He's, he's probably the best defender we've ever seen in tennis, even better than Nadal or an Andre Agassi because of his movement. So I, I got to give it to him, man. Wow. I think he's the greatest wow. Player. Michael Thompson saying it right here on the Rich Eisen Show with Ben Lyons that Roger Federer is not the greatest tennis player of all time. This is a historic moment. Yeah, because, I mean, I think Federer is done. I'd be shocked at 40 years of age if Federer could win another major. I, you know, I, I just don't see it happening. If he can win the U.S. Open this year. And if, uh, if Djokovic goes to, to New York and, and wins the calendar Grand Slam and be the only the second only the second player for Rod, uh, Rod Laver to do that, and to do that now with uh, Federer and Nadal still around, and all these young up-and-comers in tennis coming up, we've seen this Berrettini and uh, Shapovalov and all these guys who can crush the ball, and yet Djokovic at 34 is still beating all these young boys. And if he wins, the like I say, wins the Grand Slam in, in New York I got, and, and be his 21st major to, to pass, Nadal and Federer, you just got to face facts and say, yeah. I mean, the greatest player we ever saw coming up when I was a kid was probably um, Will Chamberlain, and then along came Michael Jordan, and then along comes LeBron James, and people are saying he's the greatest. So things, things evolve, players evolve, players get better, er, new eras come around, and maybe it's time now to finally recognize Djokovic as the best ever. And just think, R.J. Barrett just turned 21, so the only constant in, in life is change, Michael. You know, the, the great players keep on coming. I know, man. R.J. Barrett looks like he's going to be a nice little player. Uh, he's a lefty. Who does he remind you of? Maybe he could be a, a left-handed Scotty Pippen if he picks up his uh, defense. From your lips to God's ears, Michael Thompson. I appreciate yeah. you taking some time and hanging out with us during these NBA Finals. Which ex-Nick do you think is going to go home with a ring? Langston Galloway or Bobby Portis? Oh, it's going to be Galloway. I, I still believe Phoenix is going to win this thing. because They still, like I say, if Aiton... Stays out of foul trouble. Phoenix has the better outside shooting. Uh, they have the home court advantage, so it's going to be Phoenix. So looks like yeah, looks like Galloway will get his ring. He can come back to New York, and you guys can throw him a parade down Fifth Avenue. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking some time on a Monday, no less. I know you got Monday Night Raw tonight, so big day for you, Michael. You know, I still watch Monday Night Raw, but boy, it it it. it sort of pales in comparison to what it used to be doing the Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H and Degeneration X uh, Monday Night Raws. So it's not the same. It's like watching the G League now. <laughs> well, you and I are such sports fans. We might actually watch some G League basketball uh, knowing us. I appreciate you taking some time during this busy sports uh, weekend and, and send my love to, you, to your son. I hope he gets well. All right, Big Ben. Talk to you later. The great Michael Thompson. Thompson Family Foundation started with his sons to Give money back to the Bahamas and, and, and help the kids in the Bay. Check out the Thompson Family Foundation. One of my favorite people, the Dos Equis man, knows everything about tennis and basketball and life and just a kind, kind man. So real, really, really appreciate having uh, Michael Thompson on the show. And no art. He's not the governor of the Bahamas. He's just from there. Um, all right. We're going to try to figure out this Aaron Rodgers thing coming up next. Uh, we got two weeks till camp starts. And uh, we got Devontae Adams up for an extension and a lot of question marks surrounding number 12. We'll get into that next. It's Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on The Rich Eisen Show. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. 
Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together and they do it with a smile so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee. And right now, you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of Power Torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right Power Torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. He's got to play 40, 42 minutes a game. And uh, he defends the rim. He can run the floor. He puts that interior pressure on the Bucks. He might even pick up some fouls on Giannis by going to the basket. So without him on the floor, they have no threat in the paint. And Milwaukee can really relax and just worry about the outside game for Phoenix. So DeAndre, from now on, I would tell him, if I'm sitting on that bench, if I'm Mark Bryan or one of his assistant coaches, I don't care what happens. You, you better only have one foul going into halftime. Boy, that's the great Michael Thompson, two-time NBA champ, former number one pick in the NBA. Father of Clay Thompson, the three-time NBA champ. Some strong words about DeAndre Ayton, his countryman from the Bahamas. Uh, two of those guys uh, have, have a close connection and a bond. And it's great to hear Michael trying to push the young star to be truly great. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen on a Monday, the day after the Milwaukee Bucks get their first win in the NBA Finals, and we find the series at two games to one, and Michael's right. DeAndre Ayton needs to play 40-plus minutes. Can't get in foul trouble. Only played 24 last night, and if you watch the game, when he checked out, that's when Giannis really started to go to work, and before you knew it, it was a 20-point loss for the Phoenix Suns. So Michael Thompson, who I affectionately refer to as the real-life Dos Equis man because he is the most interesting man in the world. Art, our radio uh, board op here at the Rich Eisen Studios, Thought he was the governor of the Bahamas, the mayor of Nassau, the president of the country, but he just has a, a, a love for the Bahamas, having grown up there. Um, says he didn't know it was cold when he went to Minnesota. Uh, thought that, you know, he, he might just need a jacket and found that it was, uh, it was a little chillier than that uh, come wintertime playing alongside Kevin McHale. But Michael was some strong words about DeAndre Ayton and, yeah, well, you know, with the, with the NBA Finals going on and Space Jam coming out on Friday, the new Space Jam with LeBron James and Don Cheadle, directed by Malcolm Lee, comes out Friday. I thought, you know, this week might be a good, good opportunity to count down some of my favorite basketball movies of all time. And uh, at number five is Love in Basketball, a beautiful film that is with Omar Epps and Sanaa Lathan. They both play at USC. It's this relationship that these two players have. Uh, his father is a former player played by Dennis Haysbert, and uh, she's a big-time star at USC. He's struggling a, a, as a player himself, and 
it's a beautiful film, and I just remember loving it as a kid growing up. In high school, I was playing high school basketball when it came out. Uh, shouts out to Lauren Alexander, El Boogie, played over at Dalton, and we used to watch the game, watch uh, watch basketball together, ice ankles, and watch the movie, and we loved loving basketball. And the film still holds up, you know, 20-something years later. Um, I think we have a, a quick little soundbite here of Sanaa Lathan talking about how she had to get in character and what she needed to do to be able to be believable as a basketball player in that film. Basketball is really such a, it's a skill. It's like learning to be a ballet dancer. I mean, it's its not something that you can just pick up. And I re- quickly realized that, that, you know, bouncing the ball and not looking and running and then being able to bounce it in your left hand and then throw, you know, making the basket. I mean, it's a whole nother world. And to get, you know, my body to do that took lots of just drilling over and over and over again. How did you approach it to begin with? I just got out there with the ball and started bouncing it. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. It's Sanaa Lathan from Love and Basketball. Uh, and, you know, when people talk about that film, they don't say, well, the basketball scenes don't look real. They don't pick it apart like that, like they do other sports movies. And that's a credit not only to Sanaa and Omar, but to uh, Gina Prince-Bythewood, who directed the film, and uh, it's number five on my list of favorite basketball movies. We're going to count those down throughout the week as we lead up to Friday with Space Jam finally hitting theaters. Put on ice, obviously, because of the pandemic. But now LeBron and the, and the Goon Squad, the Toon Squad, they're going to tip off and play, uh, play a little game of space basketball this weekend. So looking forward to that. All right. Want to switch gears uh, here and kind of do a little Aaron Rodgers check-in because I was fortunate enough to be asked to host this show back in February uh, about a week after the Super Bowl. And the conversation then had already started around Aaron's unhappiness in Green Bay coming off the MVP season where they lose the NFC Championship game at home. Anytime you lose a home playoff game, it's devastating for an organization and a fan base. But Aaron, at in year you know, 16 or whatever it is, at 36 years old, year 14, uh, you know, put up arguably his best season, won the MVP won 13 games. They scored the most points in the NFL last year. And his relationship with Devontae Adams, one of the best uh, relationships we've seen with Aaron and any of his receivers over his career, uh, the, the things they were able to do last year. And, and now here we are, uh, two weeks away from camp opening up, and lots of speculation still about Aaron's commitment to Green Bay as well as Green Bay's commitment to Aaron, whether it's financial or whether it's with roster moves, um, you have to question the Green Bay Packers and how committed they are for the back nine of Aaron Rodgers' career. So interesting to me in sports when players north of 35 find themselves amongst the best players in their sport. And you're, you're saying, well, is Roger Federer going to retire? Well, he just made the quarterfinals at Wimbledon. You know, is Chris Paul going to hang him up? Well, he just came in second in the MVP voting. And he's in the NBA Finals for the first time. And if he wins the NBA Finals this year, he's not going to be retiring. He's 36. He's going to be looking for a three- or four-year deal. And something tells me my New York Knicks might give it to him, which would, by the way, would be the most Knicks thing ever is to give a 37-year-old Chris Paul $100 million for three years. Um but Aaron Rodgers just won the MVP. He's not going to walk away from football. Not when he sees Tom Brady, who he just beat in the match out in Montana. Not when he sees him winning Super Bowls north of 40. 
the new thing for the A-list guys is going to be playing quarterback at 40 years old. So Aaron Rodgers isn't going to sit out for a year. He's not going to sit out from camp, I don't think. Um, you know, there's a story that came out a couple weeks ago that Aaron joined the country club in Green Bay or close by to where the Packers have their summer camp and, and preseason workouts. So if you join a country club in July in Green Bay, Wisconsin, when do you play that golf course? You play that golf course July, August, September, maybe get some nice days in October before the snow comes in November. Now, we don't really know the backstory behind it. Could it be a local businessman or the club itself gave him a membership and he said, sure, why not? Or if he chose to, to, to do that, I don't think it was to troll Packers fans or troll the organization. And, oh, wow, he's, he's joining the country club. That means he's going to be here in July and August. Five letters here just for everybody out there in Packer land and yourself today. R-E-L-A-X. That was from a few years ago. That was from... We're going to be okay. It was from a few years ago, and those words from Aaron Rodgers still ring true today. I know it's been a weird offseason for them. You've seen Aaron on the gram doing it big in Hawaii with with Miles Teller and, and Kelly Taylor. Kelly Teller doing it big. You've seen him at the match having fun with Bryson, but this is what he should be doing at this stage in his career. I think this idea that fans have about players away from the game is just so off and is just so ridiculous. Nobody thinks that their dentist should go home after cleaning their teeth and study more about dentistry and learn more about molars and practice putting in uh, a cavity or no, no, like people have their work life. And then they're able to balance that and stay present and strong and the best of their abilities by having other things going on in their life. Now, it's you get kind of a pass from fans when you win the whole thing. Tom Brady, summer of TB12. He can be out there on the shop with LeBron. He's at the match. He's doing his thing. He just won the Super Bowl. He's won seven Super Bowls. So it's all good that he's out there doing his thing. What? Because Aaron's only been to one? That Oh, he's got to be. He's not locked in or he's not coming. Look, this is a team that drafted his replacement instead of drafting him a receiver. How many touchdowns has Aaron Rodgers thrown in his career to first-round draft picks from the Green Bay Packers? I think it's a cheerio. I think it's zero. Aaron has not gotten the help over the years. They didn't go out and make a move to get Wisconsin's own J.J. Watt. They haven't gone out there and, and, and made great draft picks or trades or signed high-profile free agents. DeAndre Hopkins got moved. OBJ, he got moved. Julio Jones got moved. Now they got the Devontae Adams in-house, and he's up for an extension. Well, he's obviously sitting back and saying, well, I'm not going to re-sign with Green Bay if Aaron's not here. So that kind of leaves Devontae in in limbo a little bit with his future. So I don't really blame Aaron for what's happening, but I also don't really think that there's anything happening. You know, he, he can't report now. 
He's not going to come R-E-L-A-X. out and say. All he's going to say. He's going to say relax. Relax. That's all he's going to say because that's all there. That that's happening right now. You know, you look at at some of the great movie stars or television personalities when they're up for contract renegotiation or are considering doing a sequel. They know they got some leverage over the studio, over the network. They don't. They don't play along. They kind of hold it over the studio or the network, and they get what they want because they've just they earned it. You know, Denzel Washington, when he signed on for American Gangster, he's got a pay-or-play deal where you sign him up for a movie, you got a window to go and make that movie, and if you don't, you still pay him. So an American Gangster signed up, do the movie, give him his rate. I think at the time it was like 20 mil. And for whatever reason, the movie, I think Antoine Fuqua was maybe attached to direct or somebody else was involved. It just didn't come together. Denzel cashed that check. And then guess what? When Universal came back around and they say, well, you know what? We want to do American Gangster. We want to pair you with Russell Crowe. We're going to do it with Ridley Scott. He said, cool. Pay or play. You know my deal. Got another 20. But Denzel got 40 mil, I believe, before they even made the movie. He earned that. And Aaron Rodgers is at a point where he's like, look, I've won Super Bowls. I've won MVPs. Go out here and make some moves. Support me in the back half of my career. They made the moves around Tom Brady. They went midseason and they went out there and got Antonio Brown, who I believe scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. They went out there and they got pieces on defense. And now after they won, Tampa didn't just say, well, thanks, Tommy. We got our Super Bowl. Now see you. They said, no, let's bring everybody back. Let's, let's re-sign these guys. Let's get everybody paid. And now they're the favorite heading into this upcoming season. And I, I think it's by a country mile. I don't think it's close. So Aaron Rodgers sitting here two weeks away from camp. The Packers deciding what to do about their star quarterback. Do they go all in and support him and ride out the back nine of his career? Or do they move on and try to make a move or you know, bring up and elevate Jordan Love. Five letters here just for everybody out there in Packerland and yourself today. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. That's from a few years ago, and it, and it still rings true today. I think we're going to see Aaron in camp in two Mondays. I think we're going to see the Packers come out and say that they support him. I think you see him go out there and have a great season. Um, what happens next year? Uh, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Somebody wanted me to put money on the Denver Broncos to win the 2023 Super Bowl. I'd probably take them up on that. And you think of the great quarterbacks of all time, for the most part, they don't play their entire career in one place. So will we see Aaron in another jersey at some point? I think so. I just don't think it's going to be in the next two weeks. All right, I want to switch gears again and talk a little bit more about these NBA Finals. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. Game four goes down Wednesday night in Milwaukee as the Bucks look to tie the series. But last night, the story was Giannis's greatness, putting up another 40-piece, back-to-back 40-point games in the NBA Finals. The only player I can think of who's done that more than twice is Michael Jordan. Uh, who against the Phoenix Suns in 1993 went on an epic run, and Giannis was asked about it last night after the game. Michael Jordan had four straight 40-point games against the Suns in the NBA Finals. I'm not Michael Jordan. Is that in jeopardy? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not Michael Jordan. Uh, four 40 points in a straight two? 
Four in a row. <laughs> yeah, I've never, uh, no, I'm not Michael Jordan. Uh, but, you know, all I care about right now is getting one more. That's all. You know, just uh, take care of business, doing our job. While I agree with Giannis, he's not Michael Jordan, they do share a focus and intensity, sort of a locked-in aura around them during these types of finals games um, that only a, f- a handful of the truly great players have. You see it in his post-game interviews. He's not goofing around. You see it here in the, in, in the, the press conference. He's just trying to get one more. The, the focus, the determination, the locked-in, the blinders. LeBron had it when he goes zero dark 30, getting off social media during his playoff runs. Jordan had it. You look at him in, you know, game four against the Suns in 93. Just one of the all-time great performances. Um, And we'll see if Giannis can do it again on Wednesday night. And that's the recipe for Milwaukee. We saw it. Giannis have a big game. Holiday and and Middleton contribute on both sides of the ball and then get some some support from the others. And when you look at the game that, you know, Bobby Portis had last night or Connaughton hitting a couple shots, they were able to piece it together for the others. And that's a complete game for Milwaukee. And they discovered the blueprint for beating this Phoenix Suns team, which has not lost two games in the playoffs this year, two games in a row. They lost a game three against the Lakers. They came back and won game four. They lost a game three against the Clippers. They came back and won game four. I'm not counting them out. I'm not counting them out for game four. I think Milwaukee's has their hands full. And if they can follow their blueprint, they'll have success. Get DeAndre Ayton in foul trouble. You heard Michael Thompson talk about it. Frustrate Devin Booker. He's looking to take that step to be a superstar. Ten points in an NBA Finals game is not acceptable behavior if you want to carry yourself as a superstar. So let's test D-Book and see the bounce back game. And then you got to contain the others. Bridges and Cam Johnson and these guys campaign. They can't go off like they did in Phoenix in games one and two. They say that the role players play well at home and they don't travel on the road. And if Phoenix is going to have some success in game four, they're going to have to get a big night from one of the other others. And I can't wait. I'm so excited for game four. I love the NBA finals. Takes me back to my childhood. Uh, I feel like I'm in a time machine transporting me back to when I fell in love with the game and, I was a little young for those 80s finals. I'm not going to lie. I've done my history. I know my homework. I know Michael Thompson. I've talked to him about the great battles with the Celtics. But sadly, I, I was a little young. Was, was a little uh, was a little new on the scene to truly have an emotional connection and, and, and uh, affinity for those finals like I do the ones from the 90s and the 2000s, whether I was working them or getting to watch them with my dad and um, my family. My family's from Chicago. So that whole time period really holds a special place in my heart, and I love hearing Giannis get compared to that time period, the intergenerational connection between players and teams and organizations and moments always feels strong. It's like the force. I can feel the force alive inside you during the NBA Finals. You feel the real tapestry of the NBA come together, and Giannis adding his story and adding to his legend. Now it's time to see if Devin Booker can add to his. It says, be legendary on his forearm, a tattoo inspired from conversations with Kobe Bryant. Well, Devin Booker, the stage is yours, my friend. Wednesday night, go and be legendary. Uh, Speaking of legendary, coming up next, I want to talk about the most legendary team of my lifetime and the greatest moment of my sports lifetime. I wonder if 
you guys have shared in, in this moment as well. Had an anniversary of it just over the weekend. So we'll get into that next as we wrap up our hour number three here on The Rich Eisen Show. It's Ben Lyons. Don't go anywhere. Five letters here just for everybody out there in Packerland and yourself today. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons here on a Monday. We had a big show today. Going in for Rich. Uh, excited to be here all week and next week as well. We return to Peacock on TV. But uh, but very excited to be here today. I want to thank Adnan Verk for calling in. The two Jareds with a double J uh, back-to-back. A uh, little block there with Jared Christopher. Filmmaker behind the great series Texas Six on Paramount Plus, just nominated for a Sports Emmy. We had Jared Greenberg from NBA TV, and then the two-time champ Michael Thompson, radio analyst for the LA Lakers, father of Clay Thompson, and one of my favorite people. This Dos Equis man come to life. Um, so I want to thank all of them for for coming on the show tomorrow. On the show, we're going to have Clinton Yates from ESPN, great baseball. Reporter out at the All-Star Festivities in Denver. We got Peter Rosenberg, Real Late Album, available now wherever music is sold. Shouts out to Peter. He'll be coming on tomorrow. We're getting a call from overseas tomorrow, Art. My buddy Scott Feinberg from The Hollywood Reporter. He's covering the Cannes Film Festival. As we speak, he is on the quissette looking at the new Wes Anderson movie. So we'll get the latest from France from Scott. Cannes in France. Yes, Cannes is in France. Yes. It's where I met my wife the world's most prestigious film festival. Yes, it's in France. Wow. <laughs> Dominique Foxworth uh, as well joining the show tomorrow talk a little football. So we got a big show tomorrow. I had a big show today. Today, of course, uh, a day uh, in history that, that a lot of gr- uh, great moments and birthdays and things like that. I love the support I get here on the Rich Eisen Show from the staff. Sean Mitchell sending out an email this morning saying, hey, just so you're aware, the uh, Rolling Stones performed their first concert back in 1962 on July the 12th. Uh, hey, did you know that Harry, when Harry Met Sally came out today in the theaters, one of the great rom-coms of all time? Uh, Point Break, uh, one of my favorites as a kid growing up. That was released on July 12th, 1991. And if you go back and watch the first Fast and Furious movie, it's the exact same plot as Point Break. Uh, Point, Point Break. Keanu Reeves, the cop who goes undercover, befriends the criminal, Patrick Swayze, that's Point Break. Fast and Furious, Paul Walker, the late legend, he's the cop, goes undercover, befriends the criminal, runs the mastermind, Vin Diesel. It's the same movie. Surfboards and drag racing. They just changed it. Um, 
Some famous birthdays today. Brock Lesnar, Patrick Beverly, whose season ended in disgrace. Surprisingly, got the one-game suspension. Happy birthday, Patrick. Uh, Richard Simmons and the, and the great Cheryl Ladd. So, fun fun day, and we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, I am an FBI agent. <laughs> we'll get into it uh, tomorrow. But I, I wanted to take a moment as we close out the show to honor the greatest sports team uh, in of my lifetime, the greatest sports moment of my lifetime, which celebrated its anniversary on Saturday. It's 22-year anniversary, and that's the United States women's soccer team winning the World Cup in the summer of 99. Now, let me tell you why this team holds such a special place in my heart. Soccer is in my blood. It's in my family. My grandfather, the late, great Frank Sarge Crocker, affectionately known as Sarge, was a police officer in Chicago, but he was also a soccer player and a soccer fan at a time when soccer was not as popular in the United States as it is now. And he was so dedicated to the game, so committed to the game, so in love with the game that he was actually elected to the United States Soccer Hall of Fame. Growing up, we always used to joke, what's more amazing, that my grandfather's in the Soccer Hall of Fame or that there even is a United States Soccer Hall of Fame? Because don't forget, in the 80s, we didn't have this decorated women's program like we do now. They are undeniably the most dominant force in sports today. But it really kicked off back in 99 with that great team featuring Mia Hamm and Julie Foudy and Brianna Scurry and Brandy Chastain. And, and of course, this moment uh, is the moment that people think of when they think of the great women of 99. Chastain will take it. She missed a penalty kick against China in the Algon Cup, and they lost that game. Go! Woo! I get goosebumps just hearing it all these years later. Oh, my goodness. Brandy Chastain and rips off the jersey, the sports bra, becoming an iconic uh, moment in sports in American culture. The Rose Bowl was like 100-plus degrees, packed. I, I lived for a short time with my wife just up the street from the Rose Bowl, and when we first moved to the neighborhood in Pasadena, we went to our local city council meeting just to kind of ingratiate ourselves in the community and see what's going on in our new neighborhood. And the point of, of uh, debate that day was what to do with the Brandy Chastain statue. And it was so interesting to have that sort of insight into that process, not only in my community, but also just to kind of see how that, that moment and that team and that play has had affected so many people. City of Pasadena wanting to recognize what happened down the street at the Rose Bowl with a, a statue in her tribute. And since that meeting, that statue's now been completed and it's up at the Rose Bowl. And when I'm in Los Angeles, I make a point to go down there and, and feel the energy because that team meant so much to me. My grandfather having this connection to soccer, he had passed away in January of 1999. And then in June of 99, I had ankle surgery and I was bedridden all summer. So I just lost my grandfather who... who represented soccer and so much to our family. And then the women go on this run. And I watched every play, every game that summer. And I remember sitting in my bed, unable to walk, and watching Brandy Chastain go up there and take that penalty kick to win it for the women. And just the joy and the camaraderie. And it's everything I love about sports. 
and it meant so much to women's sports. It's why we have Megan Rapino today and Alex Morgan and Abby Wambach, not only in that sport, but across sports. Sabrina and Skyler and 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 Paige now for for Connecticut. Like these are household names. And the women of 99 really kicked off the, the, the professional women's sports movement in this country in a real way. I know the W had already come around, but this took it to a whole nother level. So 22 years ago on Saturday, Brandi Chastain and Team USA won the World Cup in penalty kicks. And one of the great sports moments of all time, but definitely, without question, the greatest sports moment of my lifetime and will always hold a special place in my heart. Appreciate the women of 99 and appreciate you for rocking out with us on day one of my two weeks here, filling in for Rich, who I think's on a boat somewhere with Sam Jackson and Magic Johnson or just doing big Rich eyes and things. So hope he's having fun on his vacation. Hope you're having fun with us this week. Big show tomorrow. We're going out to Denver for the All-Star Game. It's Ben Lyons on the Rich Eisen Show.